We would like to welcome a new sponsor to Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know, we say Satellite Sisters is a pep talk for modern women. We do, Leanne. But now we have a sponsor that is a daily pep talk in your pocket. Awesome. (laughs) That is the Shine app. Every weekday, Shine sends you a motivational text and audio clip to help you start your day feeling like, I got this, man. (laughs) What, you don't start every day like that? I do not. (laughs) But I have enjoyed the Shine app. I like hearing from them. Me too. I like checking in every day. I don't know. It makes me feel happy, doesn't it? Yes. That's what we're here for. All and right. that's what they're here for. And this isn't some groovy live, laugh, love thing, Liz. You know, we got enough of that. All their advice is research-based. Shine will help you handle whatever the world throws at you with self-compassion. And the app comes with a seven-day audio challenge to help you grow on the go. Oh, I wish we had thought of that line, grow on the go. (laughs) All right. If you want to try Shine, download the Shine app today at the App Store or Google Play. Go to shinetext.com slash sisters to get 50% off Shine Premium. You get access to the entire Shine audio library and enjoy other exclusive features. That's shinetext.com slash sisters to get 50% off Shine Premium. Shinetext.com slash sisters. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. are listening to the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being here today. It's Sunday, March 18th, and all the Dolan girls are recovering from a wild St. Patty's Day, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sheila is in Santa Monica. Oh, no, you're not. You're in, I'm sorry, South Pasadena. How you doing, Sheila? I'm doing great today, girls. All right. Julie's with us from Dallas, Texas. Howdy, sisters. I love when you say that, Julie. I, I know you actually hate when I say that. <laughs> At least you haven't started to say y'all and eat grits, okay? <laughs> At least that hasn't happened. And Liz is back from her spiritual journey to India via Spiritual journey, yes, yes. <laughs> but I did, I did get home in time to have corned beef and cabbage with mom and dad last night. So that's just so, that, yes. Sometimes they like got a, full celebrated. Yeah. That's and the best sister- meal to have when you're really, um, uh, you know, been yeah. traveling a long time. It's a big plate of corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> and Sister Monica, as I understand, um, I think she hurt her back practicing basketball layups for the final four. And so <laughs> she is not able to be with us today. Uh, and Leanne, you're there in beautiful Pasadena, California. Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you for reminding people. I had to introduce yeah. myself. I'm here yeah. in the closet. It's so impressive when you have to say to the kids, don't bug mom. I'm going to work in the closet. I love that. <laughs> it's inspiring, Liam. It is. And Liam, thank goodness that one re- day of rain is over. I mean, my gosh, Ooh. that was horrible. We survived our one rain event of the year. <laughs> I know, Southern California in the rain, people just freak out. It's unbelievable. It makes me laugh. But, you know, people have been asking where we've been for the last couple of weeks. If you're if you're not a member of our Facebook group, please join the Satellite Sisters on Facebook. We've gotten quite a few new members in the last month, and it makes us incredibly happy uh, that people are joining in and you can post whatever you want on our page. And we always post the new shows there and other things about what's going on with us. So there were quite a few posts lately uh, because we did not do the show for the past two weekends. So we just thought we'd mention why. We've had a lot going on behind the scenes here in the Dolan family. Our parents are both 84 years old, and we're very happy to have them with us. They live here in Southern California, 
And, uh, you know, when your parents are that old, it's a lot to keep the whole operation going. <laughs> and and <in laughs> without getting into too many details, but when, when our parents moved to Southern California, when we moved them here a couple of years ago, it's because our father had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And we knew that there was going to come a time where he was going to need more and more care. And uh, so, in, and we've been watching this developed for the past two years. But I would say we'd all agree, right, sisters, that in in the last few months, especially even, Julie, since your son's wedding in October, we've seen a pretty dramatic decline in our father. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it was a great experience at the wedding in October. But as anyone that knows this disease and knows Alzheimer's, you've got, you know, that there are sort of steps and you, and our dad has taken a big step down. And yeah. Uh, Things that he could do in October, he no longer can do now. And it just means that our mother, who is the primary caregiver, it means a greater burden on her for things that she's doing to help dad. And But we had kind of a sort of a crisis there because um, it looked like our mother was going to have to have surgery. And then uh, so that was we had a family powwow. Right. We just had to, we had a, a conference call just like we do the show. We all got together on a conference call. All eight kids. You may or may not know the five satellite sisters also have three satellite brothers that we barely mentioned. But they are <laughs> but they're very much in our lives and important parts of the family powwow. Right. 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 And the other thing that I think is and I think a lot of people can uh, relate to this. Our parents are from the generation, the greatest generation. And they're that maybe your parents are like this, too, that they don't really want your help, even though they right. have eight kids. Our parents want to do it by themselves. They really pride themselves in their independence. They they like to be able to take care of themselves. They aren't ones, you know, even when it's obvious they need more help. They're the last to actually ask for help. Yeah, but we so, had to get more help in the, in the house. Isn't that what we had right, to do? Right. Yeah. It required sort of a mini intervention is on, on our part. And so it meant siblings flying in for various stages over the past couple of weeks. Julie, you were here for a while. Our brother Dick came in for a while. We've learned with experience with our parents, if you want to change their behavior or change their routine in any way, you have to bring in what I refer to as out-of-town muscle. You have to get... <laughs> You have to get siblings that they don't see every day or every week to come in and lay down some new kind of law. So that's why Julie and Dick came in two weekends ago, and Monica was here last weekend acting as the out-of-town muscle to support the Southern California sisters, Sheila Leon and I, that they just see too frequently to care what we say anymore. (laughs) We have just been nagging them and suggesting and showing up with help way too often for three years. So, yeah, Yeah. we do need some reinforcement every once in a while. But the good news is our plan plan really worked. I mean, our plan worked well, Liz. It was a good plan. Yeah, well, Julie really moved. She put the pedal to the metal as far as, like, installing people and new systems. And we have paperwork getting handled for the first time in a long time. There's a there's a squad of people now uh, helping us figure out some of the insurance benefits issues. You'd be surprised the resources that are out there when you really apply yourself. So, the Julie, from the Dallas office, I feel like we're really getting a handle on that now. Well, yeah, we have, we have stepped it up. I mean, but there's an urgency. And I said this to you, sisters. I mean, 
you know, I had, I, we saw our parents in October. I came out uh, right before Christmas to see our parents and I can see a big change just coming back um, at the end of February, March, you know, that there's, there's been another sort of step change that for you all that see mom and dad every single day, not every day, but more often, it, it's just very dramatic. So I think there is that sense of urgency. The good news is there is help out there. There are a lot of people, you know, that are available. You know, there are lots of services in, you know, in Santa Monica for mom and dad, and we're just trying to marshal all of it. But it, ta- it takes a lot of work, and they have to be willing Willing and, participants. Yes, exactly, Land, which they have not. They always, have not been willing. That's, no, they have not been willing. And so, but I think, you know, we have, you know, as there, you know, as one Alzheimer expert says, you know, getting, getting help in the house, this is an inevitable part of the disease. I mean, it's, you can't skip this step. You know, it's not like you can do this alone. And anyone who's cared for someone with Alzheimer's, they know that. And so, Hopefully now, you know, we, you know, this is not the end solution, right, sisters, but it does provide us with a little more time, a little more time for mom and dad to be in their own apartment before, you know, we have to make another decision. So because we record this show on Sunday mornings, occasionally when family obligations uh, come in, we don't necessarily have the Sundays free. So that's why we missed the last couple of weeks, but, but we're back. And things seem to be stabilized for now. So we just thought we should tell you that because we share our lives with you. And that's what's going on here at the Satellite Sisters. Uh, meanwhile, our big news headline of the week, I think, Sheila, you have a major St. Patty's Day victory of some oh. kind you wanted to share. Oh, top of the morning to you again, sisters. So <laughs> I, I can, I'm fresh off a Irish jig competition uh and I, I took first place. I mean, I can't even tell you how proud I am as a Dolan and an Irish woman. I mean, this is, this is great. So the deal is that there's a big St. Patty's Day assembly at my school. Um, we have assembly every Friday and it's different themes, but St. Patrick's Day is a huge, huge deal at our school. Our school has Irish roots and, um, the, the the man who does the assembly, the seventh grade uh, history teacher who does the assembly, really goes all out. There's Irish music, uh, there's Irish videos, there's uh, William Butler Yeats poetry being read, and of course the famous teacher Irish jig competition. Whoa, she's <laughs> famous. Very famous. Right. Wow. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I never would have entered unless I had gotten, you know, many emails uh, from the teacher who organized the assembly that he didn't have enough competitors. And I kept seeing these emails in my inbox thinking, well, where's our Irish spirit here? I mean, there's like two competitors. I threw my name in the hat. The next thing I know, you thought you could win, right? Sheila, (laughs) there were only two other competitors. (laughs) I really did think, you know, I'm definitely going to, I have a good chance. Well, the next thing I know, there are 10 teachers signed up. (laughs) Wow. For the, so did you so have to put some rehearsal time in? Well, okay, here's the deal. The, the, the young girl from fifth grade who I taught two years ago, Omera, well, I, I won't give her last name, of course, but a lovely Irish lass who does Irish step dancing, who's like an Irish step dancing expert. Um, I called her, I emailed her. I said, oh, I said, listen, I said, I'm entering the Irish jig competition. Can you give me some pointers? <laughs> 
She said, Miss Dolan, I'm one of the judges. I said, oh, shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's, that's when I called in my reinforcements, right, Leanne? But Sheila, I got a desperate email from Sheila the night before. Can you come to assembly? I'm in the Irish jig contest and i need some like your loud clap i have a particularly loud clap i don't know if you knew that so sheila needed my vocal cheering and clapping well here's the thing i totally underestimated my fan base at school yes you did sheila you were wildly popular Miss. and <laughs> i forgot the number one you know theme of third grade i'm sorry to bo- bo- um, borrow a charlie sheen phrase Third grade is about winning. It's about winning. <laughs> That's all those kids care about. So when I told them right before somebody, hey, listen, I'm in the Irish jig competition, my students went nuts. <laughs> they, they said, Miss Dolan, you have to win. <laughs> we will cheer for you. You have to win. So here's this was my strategy. I was in. I first of all, I got really dressed up. <laughs> she did look cute. You look cute, Jill. So I went to Target the day before. I had the uh, the green Happy St. Patrick's Day sparkly shirt. I yep. had my white jeans. I had my green scarf um, and my green jacket. Um, and then I whipped off my jacket when we got to the jig mode. <laughs> you also, just can I add for um, Satellite Sisters that Sheila also had my silver Nikes that she borrowed from me and never returned. So the, I looked down, I was like, there are those shoes. Okay, that's all, that's all Liam commented on. When she saw I've been looking for those shoes. Yeah, well, they're silver sneakers. So you noticed them and I was looking for them. All right. I'm going to give them back to you, okay? Whatever. okay Forget right. it now. Forget. They're like your lucky shoes now. Now no, they're your I'm... lucky shoes. So, uh, I mean, and of course, Leon, of course, was going to yoga. So I felt all this pressure. <laughs> I only have a half an hour. So this better be quick. <laughs> Those are words of encouragement, Leon. <laughs> and, of course, it's the longest assembly we've ever had. In fact, we got a special email. This morning's assembly will be super long. So I'm feeling pressure, and then yeah. all of a sudden the Irish jig competition comes up, and ten teachers get up, and it's crazy. I mean, they had the 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 reigning champ, very popular Spanish teacher from middle school, right, Leanne? Yes, and she she was bedazzled. She had a like a green shiny <laughs> dress on and a crown. She was wearing her crown from the previous year. Oh, okay, yeah. whoa! So we went down the line one at a time, and it was clear to me that I, I, I would have made a real fool of myself if I tried to do the actual Irish jig. I mean, if I, if I put some effort into it, I, you know, the thing is I wanted to go with just an attitude. That's all that's what was important, right? Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. 
So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when it's, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. You're just channeling your inner Madonna, right? <laughs> so were so, you voguing? Is that what you did? I, I totally voguing it because the Irish jig, you just, I mean, basically you keep your hands at your side and you keep your knees very straight, and that doesn't look very fun, does it? <laughs> so what did you do, Mrs. I threw Burton? my hands up in the air, and I started kicking with my white jeans. Yeah. Started... 
I first she introduced herself as Sheila Rigby Dolan with a heavy Irish accent. And, you know, next to the Spanish teacher, she really looked like she belonged in the jig contest. <laughs> Most of the other teachers did not have the benefit of having, like, three very solid Irish names. Okay. Um, right. And, and by the time I went, my kids were nuts. Not only were my kids nuts. The fourth and fifth grade students that I had the years previous were going nuts too. I mean, wildly popular, wildly popular. I mean, I have kids in my class that have sort of detention worthy high pitched screams. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that they've tried out in the classroom, but in a large auditorium with the entire school and all the parents, it was fantastic. I mean, I was a clear winner. I mean, it was just like, you know, the, the judges looked around and said, it's Miss Dolan. I mean, what are we going to do? It's Miss Dolan. Yeah, there was no there was no contest. Even though other teachers did bring their own cheering blocks, they could not compete with the high-pitched screams of the lower school kids. So, yeah, <laughs> Sheila, really, clearly the winner. And, and then nice in a real So next year you get to wear the crown? In the I get to wear the crown. And speaking of the crown, in a real spirit of generosity, the former champion, the Spanish teacher, Gave me the crown. I mean, very sweet. And (laughs) it was emotional, Liz. (laughs) Sheila, did you give an acceptance speech or just a wave or some more high kicks? Well, I I did a big deep bow. And then, and as I was walking off, all my students, former students said to me, Miss Dolan, speech, speech. (laughs) I said, listen, I've taken up enough attention. And my sister has to go to yoga, so I can't speak. And she wants her shoes back. back. Teachers are very competitive. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't be too much of an attention hog. As I learned, as I was walking out, there were some rumblings. (laughs) I overheard some rumblings that I might have had it rigged. (laughs) Rigbeed. She might have had it rigbeed. So it's going to be a little rough for you in the teacher's lounge for the next couple of days. Julie, I, I am not kidding you. It can be rough. It can be rough. But, you know, the kids were happy. It, that's all that matters. Right, Leanne? It, it was very exciting. I mean, just for the record, I did miss yoga. I did stay till the end. Uh, and uh, I felt a sense of triumph as I walked out that you had brought, you had represented the whole Dolan clan so well, mm-hmm. Sheila. So, um, and our headmaster sent out a nice email called me dancing Dolan, um, <laughs> the end of week message. So I, I feel victorious. I feel happy. I mean, I did it for the kids, but of course I did it for me. <laughs> yes, of course I did if it for I the kids. Right. I, right. Just put it this way. If I hadn't won, I would have been really upset. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you did send to us a, a gloating email on uh, Friday that you had won, but attached was a very cute photo of you in your outfit. So you should put that on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, Jill, so people people can take a look at your costume. I will do that, Liz. Okay. All righty. Well, Sheila, I'm so glad you're on today. Of course, I wanted to hear about the St. Patrick's Day victory, but I also wanted you to get out your world-famous Satellite Sisters stunt meter because I think... A major stunt happened this week, and I wanted your opinion on it. Oh, sure. I love that, Jewel. Okay, Liz, Leon, you know about the story of Greg Smith, the investment banker from Goldman Sachs, who decided to quit his job after 12 years, and he did it in a giant op-ed piece in the New York Times uh, about why he no longer wanted to work at Goldman Sachs and that this was his last day, and he thought the whole environment at Goldman Sachs was toxic. 
Remember this? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. That they were so, referring to their clients as Muppets. Yes. As Muppets, yes, yes. So it, I mean, when you first read it, and, there, and it's been, you know, you know, it's been the most popular story at the New York Times. Everybody's been talking about what a spectacular way to leave your job. And was this a good idea? Was this a bad idea? People have weighed in, said he'll never get another job on Wall Street, blah, blah, blah. But here's my thing, Sheila. I, I kind of feel like when I read this, I had a couple of reactions. My first sure. one was, he's working for Goldman Sachs. Okay, well, of course it's a toxic environment. <laughs> right. I know, right. But right. did he think he was? He's not a teller at a local credit union where you get points for being nice, right? I mean, he's... <laughs> Right, Joel. It's not right. the Peace Corps or a nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it wasn't ten years ago when he started. Yeah. Right. right, right. He's worked at this place. I mean, it's that's the the whole environment. I mean, like if you are not like greedy and money grubbing, then you probably shouldn't be working at Goldman Sachs. Right. And right. it took him ten years to figure this out. So that part, Sheila, I was a that little... was stunty. Your stunt meter went off for that. I, I had a little, I, I got a yes, reading on that. So here's, but here's the other part. I thought, okay, he's been working for Goldman Sachs for over a decade. Right. He's the 1%. He's been getting giant paychecks every year. So it's a little easier for him of to course. leave his job. Okay. But then Liz, now you map in the high profile media, media mm-hmm. exit that he he's doing in an op-ed piece in the New York Times. I mean, of course, don't you think he has a publicist? Don't you think he has, you know, a book deal, maybe a movie deal yes. in the works? Yes, don't, yes. Don't, I would imagine all of the above. And if he didn't, I suspect he probably had some of those things lined up before this. But if he didn't then, he certainly does now. Yes. Don't you think, Leon? he's going to go on a tour? I mean, he'll be asked, he can be on the Speaker's Bureau where he can travel around and make, you know, make twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a pop talking about the toxic environment of investment banking, right? Completely, yes. And as someone who routinely sends in op-ed pieces to the New York Times to never see them published, I have a certain sense of bitterness um, <laughs> that goes beyond that. But uh, well, yeah. Julie, this is Sheila. I like how you addressed Liz and Liam as the ones who would have read yes. the op-ed piece <laughs> instead of me. Well, Sheila, you were very busy this week. No, <laughs> it's a, it's been the biggest story of, and I I have never heard of this guy. Yeah. But I, I I just want to tell you that's called biting the hand that feeds you, yeah. and it, it is a stunt, Julie. I mean, the big dramatic exit that makes me sick. I mean. Just he should take his big bonus and just go to Belize or something quietly and leave us all alone. You know, now we have to hear from. I, the- I actually thought it was great. I mean, if you're going to go, go out with a bang. Take your moment. I, like I, I can believe that ten years inside that company, he just got to a breaking point. And you're right. He probably should have sensed that those were the values of the organization ten years ago. And in the op-ed piece, he tried to make the case that it's gotten immeasurably worse in the ensuing 10 years. Maybe that's true. I mean, we, what I, I don't know. What business hasn't? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what business hasn't gotten like toxic and awful and terrible? I, I don't yeah. know. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Please, but here's the thing. I don't think it was genuine. Okay. You want to talk about a genuine spectacular exit? 
How about uh, the JetBlue flight attendant, Stephen Slater? Remember yes. him? Yes. Had a couple of beers, made a PE <laughs> announcement, and then that emergency shoot. Yeah. That right. is a man. That was fearless, Liz. It was dramatic. And, you know, there was no big payday for him. In fact, yeah, this is calculated, Julie. You're right. It's a yeah. big difference. Yeah. So, uh, well, in this case, he had already collected the millions of dollars. So that's true, too. I No, I get that. I think I just... The, I, I did like the part of it. I think there's so much about the greed on Wall Street that caused the financial collapse that we haven't dealt with at all. That it was, I was happy to see it back in the headlines in whatever. So if it takes this guy's stunt to put that discussion back in the headlines, I think it's worthwhile because I'm still waiting for some of those people to go to jail. So right. I like whatever we can do to keep the heat on to try to figure out how did it all go so dreadfully wrong and how come they all got to keep all their money. I would still like to figure that out. So, but, see, Liz, right. but, but this Greg Smith, he's just as greedy. He's just he's just taking his greed somewhere else. He's figured out a new way to make money, you know, which is just by criticizing the you know the former company he worked for. That's yeah. so that's. You know, I, I would I, you I feel like he should just go to Belize and keep his mouth shut. There you well, go. I, I see Michael Douglas in the sequel. I mean, you know, <laughs> I can see it already, Julie. So we'll talk. We'll talk. Thank you, Sheila. I appreciate um, I appreciate your um, stunt meter reading on this. <laughs> well, it was a major worldwide news story because I, as you sisters know, I was in India all week. And even in India, I heard about it. So, um I thought I'd give a little report on my field trip to India. This was the Eat, Pray, Work tour, Liz. What's this called? You're going to come out with a movie, too, and a book? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah, this week I needed to be in India for work. And uh, so last weekend I needed to be in in Madrid for work. So I know this sounds like unbelievably glamorous and like parts of it are really fun. But last Sunday I needed to get up at dawn in Madrid and fly from Madrid to Istanbul, Istanbul to Mumbai, and then Mumbai to New Delhi. So oh. there, are there are elements of that that are not that glamorous. I'm sure you can appreciate that. And A lot of hot towels on those flights, Liz. <laughs> oh, that sounds that sounds really hard, Liz. The one part that I was really fearful about, because you know, I mean, I've been in a lot of places and I've done a lot of flying around, and I'm not normally like I don't I don't get afraid to go places. But people kept telling me that like, well, there's the rest of the world, and then there's India, and India is like so much harder than any place you've ever been. That I built up this sense of dread about this particular part of the journey. When I got to Mumbai and the plane lands at three o'clock in the morning, so that's convenient. And uh, <laughs> I, got to, I got to Mumbai and I needed to switch planes to go to Delhi. So you're going from an international flight to a domestic flight. I realized that could very well be different terminals and in fact, different airports, which in fact turned out to be the case. Oh, so that's so then you're getting, yes. you're getting off a plane at three o'clock in the morning and you need to get yourself. And the domestic airport is, it's not far, but I like did the research and you have to go to a certain place and then you get on a bus that leaves every half an hour. And, you know, when it leaves every half an hour, you know that it must be a little bit further than just like these are the buses that cycle around the parking lot. So the idea of being like wandering around India at four o'clock in the morning, oh. trying, to find, trying to find my way to a different airport, 
like I built up so much dread about that transfer that on the flight uh, from Istanbul to Mumbai, I could hardly sleep because I was just so afraid of what was going to happen when I got off the plane. But so here's the good news. Uh, India is the land of brand new airports. I mean, they appear to have rebuilt every airport <laughs> in, in the whole place, like in the last two years. It is, when you hear about the boom in India, I am happy to tell you, the boom starts with the airports. So by the time I actually got to Delhi, which is the brand new Indira Gandhi International Airport, I'm telling you, that is one fantastic place. I was, <laughs> I was so happy to be there. And I think I even texted one of you, I can't remember, the, uh, the first thing I saw when I got to Indira Gandhi International Airport was a coffee bean and tea leaf. Oh, I got that photo. I got that photo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was very nice. So the, the traveling around India, it is a little bit tricky, but, um, uh, but I mean, that like went so much more swimmingly than I expected because people, people had said, oh, you get off a plane and it's just that everything about the country is so oppressive and hard and dark. And, and I didn't find any of those things to be the case. But I think it's because I've traveled a lot in the developing world before. So I'm not so freaked out. But then the different I so I spent a little bit of time in Delhi and a little bit of time in Mumbai. And in Delhi, I had time for some sightseeing, but in Mumbai, I did not have any time for sightseeing. And by the way, I know we all call Mumbai, Mumbai, but everybody in India still calls it Bombay. So if you want to call it Bombay, go for it. Because finally, after like my second day there, I said to all the Indians I was with, how come you guys still call it Bombay? And we're, we've like moved on. And they were like, oh, you know, they changed all the names to try to be more authentically Indian. But we're fine with the names we grew up with. So we're just sticking with those. I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, that's funny. It is funny. That's funny. Like the big train station in Delhi, uh, it has some new authentic Indian name. They just call it the VT. I was like, what's VT? And they said, Victoria Terminal. <laughs> oh, that's okay. But it always was during the Indian, uh, during the English rule of India. And, you know, so a lot of people just call it that. Anyway, the one thing I would say, so in, in Delhi, I had a little time to tour around. I had like a six-hour block with nothing to do. So I decided to do it Julie style. All right, Liz, <laughs> you, you texted me. I got that message. Good girl. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. 
youthfulness, yeah. a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Undarius seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. You taught us how to do this, Julie. Julie has been all over the world and she's a big believer in just hire yourself a guide, get yourself a car and whip around the city with an actual expert instead of trying to find your own way. And then you're standing in front of these buildings and you have no idea what their history is. So I had the six hour speed tour of Delhi with an Indian guide. And it was really, really interesting. That's, you know, there's so much of that that city that was built in the 15th and 16th centuries that's been preserved. And it was along the river and these old palaces made of white marble. You know, I didn't have time to get all the way out to the Taj Mahal, but I saw one that was made by the same guy. So, yeah. Okay. Oh. That counts. That's You're all okay. good. 
So the poor man's Taj is downtown Delhi. So uh, anyway, so I had so my my day zipping around Delhi was really interesting because you could see the much older parts of the city. You could see where real people actually lived. And, you know, true enough, as you've heard, some of the conditions there are very difficult. And really, you can't imagine um, people spending their whole lives in that environment. And then you see the parts of the city that were built in the 18th and 19th century by the British. And then modern Delhi just springing up. So it was, uh, it was really, it was an interesting trip all the way around. I feel like I don't, I didn't get much of a feel for Bombay slash Mumbai because I was mainly just taking taxis from one place to another for business stuff. But, uh, you know, India, I, do you go back? Would you go back, Liz, do you think? I wouldn't, you know, the, the eat, pray, work thing. <laughs> I would say that feeling people have told me like, oh, you get there and you, this whole thing sweeps over you, uh, the sort of spiritual level of what's happening there. Uh, not so much for me. No, not really. <laughs> Maybe because I was not on an Eat, Pray, Love tour. But the, those two, those two big cities, I would go back, like the parts of the country that you read about, like Rajasthan or Goa or places like that. I could see that those more exotic locales would be fascinating to visit. Um, but these are big, busy, developing world cities that, you know, okay, I, I think I, I think I have my fill of Mumbai anyway. Right. I would just say that. But I'm glad was, you're safe home, Liz. Yeah, it was. I, I I never felt unsafe in any way. I didn't. I like, though, because Mumbai was just attacked. Remember, two years ago is when they had the big attack on the hotels there, mm-hmm. uh, where they. Um, so now, walking into every hotel in India, you have full-on airport security at every hotel front door. You have to put your bag down, and that goes through a, to, through an X-ray. You have to walk through a magnetometer. Men and women go in through separate doors, and women, you have to go into a booth, and you get wanded. This is every single time you walk in and out of a building. Wow. Uh, if you're driving into a hotel, they have those metal barriers that come up. They open every door in the car. They open the trunk. They open the glove compartment. They have bomb sniffing dogs and they put the mirrors underneath the car wow. every single time you drive into a um yeah. you know it's so interesting that is you know that's just because of worldwide terrorism that is so true in so many other places in the world too you go you know the country of Georgia yeah. because they had attacks on hotels it's the same very tight security you know um same is true in Jakarta many of the hotels there because they've been the targets of terrorist attacks I, it just is it's incredible to think how terrorism has changed, you know, the, you know, the behavior of people worldwide. You know, it's not only on airlines, but it's also in many of these other very visible places, too. Yeah. You know, and Julie, you and I had been in Egypt together once in a hotel that had like magnetometers and things. But as you recall, you just like strolled right through them and they went off every time and nobody seemed to care at all. There right. wasn't, it's, it's very, there wasn't concerning. Yes. 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 There wasn't really much follow-up when you set off the alarm, but uh, they take this very seriously now. Anyway, and then, and just one other funny thing that because, you know, I think I told you at the beginning of the year, I'm engaged in this um, fitness competition with my friends for the first three months of the year. 
best yeah. where we're all, where we're with our little Nike Plus on our with our shoes and our iPhones, taking track, keeping track of all the mileage we're logging, either walking or running during uh, January, February, and March. There was somebody sneaking up on me. I've been in like the number six position out of 25 people for a solid month now. But I noticed number seven was getting closer and closer to me because you can see everyone's standings. So even while I was in India, it's not the kind of place where you're going to go out and do your miles out on the street, right? They're just, that is not going yeah. to happen. So I, I was trying to, uh, you know, get some miles in. So the day I was flying from Delhi back to Mumbai and uh, had a little time to kill in Indira Gandhi International Airport, I just put on my sneakers and I was walking up and down those concourses. <laughs> I did two miles inside the airport, just back and forth. I'm, I'm actually surprised that I didn't alert some kind of security problem <laughs> just by, by doing that. But anyway, I managed to come home from India and still be in the number six position. Yeah. So, All right. Oh, was, oh, there you go. Spirit, yeah. good work. It's, you know, it's Irish jig. It's walking. We have it. It's, it runs deep in the family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm home safe and sound. Thank you for asking. All right. Well, while you were in India, Liz, I was doing more mundane things here, um, but I did register my son for high school yesterday. So I will have two high school students oh, next year. Oh, man. That's yeah, wow. Isn't that luck. shocking? I know. I can't believe it. it. But here's the deal. You know, my older son, Brooks, I love him a lot, but he has just nothing in common with me whatsoever. You know, I look at him and I think genetically he's just so much like Barrick. All of my husband, all of his, you know, what he likes to do, which is just exercise all the time and things like that and where he's from, you know, what he's interested in academically. He's good in math and sciences and stuff. Sometimes I think I gave him nothing but those blue eyes, which are fine. I'm glad I could contribute that to him. But Colin is sort of in line with me, and this was proved when the night before registration, I was like, okay, let's figure out what your classes are going to be. And uh, he is switching to Latin. So I am very happy to say that he will be enrolling in Latin one next year. And he didn't even need, like, I didn't have to persuade him or or threaten him. Now, it's probably more practical if he took either Spanish or Mandarin Chinese, which are the other two. Yes, (laughs) yes. Like, but I. They teach teach Mandarin at his high school? Yes. Yo, that's a lot. They teach Mandarin at his uh, elementary school here. Liz? What? Yeah. Yeah. I hear a lot of people speak Chinese. That's what I hear. (laughs) I don't do as much. You don't have any proof of this, because you're in your closet in Pasadena. But. I don't do as much traveling as you girls, so I don't really know what's happening out there, but I understand many people speak either Spanish or Mandarin Chinese. Uh, but my son will be pursuing a dead language. And I just, I enjoy More power it. to him. That's great. I like that he's inherited that complete sense of impracticality. So yes. um, I'm glad that I've passed that along. <laughs> so. Good job. Well, they'll both be driving to high school together, right? That's yes. Exactly- Yes. That's the most important thing, Sheila. You nailed it. I don't have to get in the car. The older one will take the younger one for at least one year. So uh, so do you feel like you feel older, Lynn, at all? I mean, <laughs> yes, I do. I Well, I feel two things. I mean, I feel older, but I'm also glad. I, in one way, I feel older, but in another sense, I feel young. 
because I have friends who have like kindergartners and are my age. Right. That's what I mean. I, I am happy to have two high school kids and I feel uh, like I will still look pretty good by college graduation. Like you I, will, Liz, Leanne, you will. You definitely will. Yeah. I am happy not to have uh, like, we're planning my 25th college reunion and some people are bringing newborns because they have oh, recently adopted. And I'm like, holy cow. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I got a kid taking Latin, so good for you. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Sheila. I know I am getting older. I mean, I don't just feel older. I am older. <laughs> how, how, is it, how is this, Sheila? Well, the proof of it came down two weeks ago. So basically, you know my eye situation? I was, I had distance. No, I'm not class. aware with your eye situation. Okay. Well, I what part distance. of your eye situation? Because you've had lots of situations with your eyes. Well, I had distance classes to, uh, for driving and for teaching. And, uh, I, I, you know, I succumbed to that. I accepted that my eyes were not as good as I thought they were. And then it was recommended to me that I get reading glasses, but I just, just said, whatever, I'm not going to get reading glasses too. That's stupid. Right. So I waited to the point where I was like nauseous and dizzy. Like I couldn't even stand up. Because I had been using my computer like a zillion hours a day. And um, I ended up at the lens crafter, like, you know, basically like falling over into the office there because I had waited so long for reading glasses. That's the first time I've ever heard those sort of symptoms from reading glasses. But no, I mean, they're reading glasses. They sell them at like Walmart, CBS. I buy them at Costco by the dozen. What's and, but I wanted real reading glasses, and I bought these two lens, uh, lenses online at Amazon, these nice DKNY. So basically, oh, I had frames. Two, you bought frames on Frames. I okay, meant you frames. Didn't buy, like, cut two pairs, lenses. Two pairs of the same frames. I now had distance reading glasses, and I was switching on and off. And it was just stupid. It was, and the lenses got all smudged, whatever. So. Um, I decided to go to a new eye doctor and have a full exam because I felt like my eyes were getting worse again. And I, I now have bifocals, girls. I have a a nicer name for them is progressives. Yes. Oh, Oh, is that what what those are? Oh, I thought progressives were like, they got like sunglasses. No, that's what I thought too. I thought progressives were the ones that got darker. No, 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 no. Those are no, some progressive lenses are bifocals with an invisible line. Oh. Well, that so does sound it. old. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that when you sound put it like, like that? It sounds really old. That sounds really old. So, but that's what I, that's what I had to do. I mean, I couldn't. I, I I can't use my iPhone and 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 drive at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no, no. Can we stop and discuss that? I'm only kidding. So I picked out some really super duper frames, beautiful uh, designer frames. I mean, I, I totally got roped into them. The woman kept saying how cute they look at me and, and, and whatever. So, I mean, I thought, I, I thought, well, I'd have a really big problem adjusting to these. I'd heard nightmares about it. And I'm in the store and I'm like, these are great. I can see you and I can look down and read print. And they were great. They were great till I walked out of the store and I almost fell off the sidewalk. <laughs> they do take a while, Sheila, to get I you didn't to- realize there was a depth perception issue. <laughs> yes, 
Yes. And that really makes you look old when you when you fall in the street. I know. I almost <laughs> fell over. It was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so old. Um, so anyway, so that's what I'm, you know, I'm, I, now I'm, I'm working, the, you know, the progressives. And um, that's, that's, I mean, it's just, you're, de- I'm definitely getting old. Um, <laughs> okay. It's official. Agreed. Yep. And, and that same week, Leanne, uh, you'll appreciate this. I was in our Vaughn supermarket, okay, mm-hmm. where I go every single morning for two reasons. Um, I go because I have to buy lunch, and I'm too tired at night to prepare food. So I was in the frozen food aisle looking at, of course, the Top Chef-inspired entrees. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Which entree should I eat today? Is it the Mediterranean chicken with basil? <laughs> Or is it, you know, um, the pumpkin uh, squash, um, whatever. So I have my bifocals on. I'm looking. I'm picking out my entree. And a nice young uh, stock boy from Vons walks over to me. And he said, excuse me, ma'am. And I said, oh, hi. And I thought, because they're so friendly there, right, Leanne? Yeah, they are super friendly. I thought he was going to say, can I help you pick out? Do you need some help? Are you finding everything you need? <laughs> they do. They ask that incessantly. You're like, stop. Yes. I come here every day. I mean, I'm looking, you know, I go to the same yeah. frozen food cont- aisle every day. So anyway, he goes, excuse me, ma'am. And I look up at him again. And he said, I was just wondering <laughs> if you would consider dating a younger man like me. <laughs> really? If this is a good sign or a bad sign. I I looked at him. I said, excuse me. He goes, I see you here every morning. And he said, I think you're gorgeous. (laughs) What did you say? That is so funny. And he said, really gorgeous. And I said, I felt like saying just for that comment alone, I'll date you. Yeah, right. All right. Stop I'll date anyone who tells me I'm gorgeous. I was really tempted. I, I didn't know what to say. I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I No, I mean, thank you, though. That's very nice of you. Sunny. <laughs> Did it make your bifocal pro- progressives well up, Sheila? I, I was sort of steamed up there with the frozen <laughs> frost coming out. and <laughs> That is unbelievable. It's kind that of is really that is really gutsy. It's a really gutsy move. I felt like saying, you know what? You are so cool. The fact that you just did that, that's great. Yeah. And you should have said that. that. But that's even more potentially career ending than Greg Smith's letter right. in, <laughs> right. in, the, in the New York Times. Wow. Because <laughs> you could yeah, easily... he, he took a very big risk. So and, what do you uh, want to do the next time you see him? I, I haven't seen him since, which is you know, ironic, right? <laughs> <laughs> or he's avoiding you. Now he's humiliated. That It's probably not that ironic. He's probably hiding every time you run in. It, it was just one of those moments. I mean, it's never happened to me in a supermarket. It probably will never happen again. It just so happened that, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a moment there. Um, and that's all I have to say. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Good, well, good for you. We'll have to talk offline about which one it was. I okay. am sure I know who he is. I'm wondering who it is. You'll have to describe him to me. Uh, I will. That's quite a compliment to you because you had started this off saying that you had two signs that you were getting older. But I, I think 
the fact that you're attracting uh, so much attention in the grocery <laughs> store, I, you must be doing something right. Well, uh, it, I don't know if it's the fact that I'm just there every day or... Availability or actual attraction? I think it's the sexy new bifocals. So yeah. I think there was something about that that was the particular turn on. Sheila, oh. you know, you're, so that's it. Those are my two stories. My two stories yeah. about... But see, I have an aging story, but mine didn't turn out as well, Sheila, because, you know, as one, it, I had a, a personal grooming mishap is the only way I can describe it, sisters. Oh, no, Julie. You know, okay, I, I'm at the nail salon and I'm just having a little manicure. And I don't know, perhaps at your nail salon, they, you know, they have a sort of floater girls that walk around and they're always asking you, do you want a 15 minute shoulder massage? Uh, do you want a lip and right, by the way, I'm sick of that. I'm sick of the upsell. That's really okay. starting oh. to bum me out, but go ahead. <laughs> Liz, Liz, I was just, I was try. I thought, okay, I'm going to go for the lip and eyebrow wax because Uh-oh. frankly, I needed it. So I don't, and I had really never had it there, and I can't really say how it happened. I don't know whether it was the angle, because I wasn't, you know, sometimes they take you into the back room and do it. This girl just did it right there as I was getting my nails done. So oh, I'm sitting up. Kidding. No, really? Because you're supposed to be lying down for that, you all. I, apparently you are, Sheila. Cause I- <laughs> Shoot. Oh, no. I'll oh, God. That. Well, this sounds bad. So, so she, it's eyebrows, lip, and then for some reason, again, it was kind of sad, but she decided that my chin, chin, (laughs) oh, oh, that's, oh, that's, and I don't know whether it was the wax or the angle that she was standing at, or I'm telling you, I look like I've been in a street fight. (laughs) Oh my God. And lost. It's so bad on my face. I am like, I have big scars on my chin, my upper lip, my on my eyebrow. When my when my two year old grandson saw me, he said, "Nana, your face." And then he showed me his skinned knee. He said, "I have one too." Oh, 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 so not only do I have facial hair in the wrong place, but now I have uh, just <laughs> scars to show for it. Oh, Bernard. Yeah, we had my grandson over for St. Patrick's Day and he just kept looking at my face and then looking at skinned me. <laughs> just the same. <laughs> it's all kind of crusted up and yeah, it's looking really good. Oh no. Oh, all right, uh sisters, I'm keeping an eye on the clock, so we only have a few more minutes um here for okay. the show before uh before we run out of time. Um so just wanted to mention how many of you were feeling the loss of Downton Abbey? Like didn't it seem- I, Oh, I totally am. I like I don't know how I'm going to make it. When does it even start again? It seems like we have ages to wait now. We have ages to wait. It'll be like next January. I I know that's the new TV programming thing now. Like we waited an age and now we'll have to wait another age. But just didn't seem like that season was long enough, did it? I I wanted a couple more shows. I -hmm. was surprised when it ended. And then you just sit there. uh, I do on Monday going, now what am I going to watch? Because that was my routine. I would watch it at lunchtime on Monday. And there's this giant void. But I have found that quite a few Twitter feeds have popped up. And I just wanted to alert you, if you're on Twitter, you can follow now a new feed called Dowager's Teacup. 
So it's sort of saucy remarks from the perspective of the Lady Grantham's teacup. So (laughs) I I have enjoyed it very much. It's amusing me, and I'm glad to say they're following me back. So I feel like I have to really up my game. But if you're wondering, it's at Dowager's teacup. Feel free to go ahead and follow them if you're just if you're missing your Downton Abbey. That's all I'm saying. Okay, excellent suggestion, Liam. I have to say I was a little ambivalent about the finale. You know that I'm I'm just not sure that Matthew and Mary that that's right. Yeah. I I'm just not sure about that. Well, I, I, I would surprise me if it didn't happen. You know, Liz. Yeah, they've had I, a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just I, Matthew doesn't particularly impress me. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think he, he's sort of wimpy British. You got to say that. Yeah, yeah, he is. I guess. Yeah, I think Lady he's Mary has more going on. She's not going to be happy with them. No, I thought Lady Mary was going to do well in America. I thought that was a good idea yeah. when she decided to <laughs> flee for the colonies. But okay, I, well, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, he, for, let's face it, he's no Colin Firth, Matthew. No. So, <laughs> well put, Leah. Well, <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Okay, well, one last thing for me. Um, As I mentioned, I I was traveling a lot the last eight days. And here's the thing. Like, when you you travel a lot for work, you you think that, like, all of the the hard part is when you're actually out on the road. And what you get reminded of when you come home is that, no, the hard part is that while you are gone, your life at home completely falls apart. And just basic things – Basic parts of your operation, which need to be, you know, used and, you know, um, kind of in motion all of the time. Once the motion stops, they just break down. So yesterday, my first day back at home, not only is my Internet service completely out, which is why I'm talking to you right now on the Skype app on my iPhone. So I've been reduced to like one little iPhone working here in a home that has like 10 computers in it. (laughs) So I've got multiple computers. I've got the iPad. I've got the this. I've got the that. Limited connectivity here. So uh, I talked to Time Warner yesterday about this, and they explained to me that what I was experiencing was something that they call intermittent service. And then he went on to start to explain to me what intermittent service means. I'm like, I know what intermittent means. <laughs> I don't think you have to explain to me that this is intermittent. That's why I called you, okay? So, anyway, later this week, my limited connectivity will be pumped up. But uh, Here's, so what, here's I, my theory on this issue, Liz, and then we do have to wrap, actually. Uh, yeah. March Madness. My internet's oh, been, I think it's March Madness. My internet's been incredibly up. slow. I think it's everyone online watching March Madness. Okay. I Okay. I buy that. Run that so, by the Time Warner guy. See what he thinks. All right. And the only other thing that happened is, of course, my car was dead when I went. Oh, out shoot. That's the yeah, worst. I went to go for the uh, corned beef cabbage, corned beef and cabbage of mom and dad. <laughs> dead battery. Anyway, that's it for me. Your life just, you go away, your life at home completely falls apart. And you have to spend the first day or two restoring things. So there you have it. By the way, besides at Dowager's Teacup, at, uh, at Twitter, if you want to follow us, we're at Sat Sisters on Twitter. So sign up for that. And don't forget about our Facebook page. Anything else we need to say to close, Liam? You can uh, also follow at Chaos Leon if you want to, too. That's me, my personal feed. And, of course, I'm on the wrong Facebook page. I- <laughs> <laughs> with 437 other Satellite Sisters fans, so you can check into any Satellite Sisters page you want. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, I do want to wrap so we can get this whole show uh, on to my computer 
But everybody, okay. have a great day, Sheila. You get younger every day. <laughs> Liz, I hope you get your connectivity back. Okay, uh, thank you, Liz. Nana, good luck yeah. with that face plant. <laughs> I know. All right. And don't forget, call your satellite system.